bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the Common Council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. <laughs> Talking text lines. <laughs> Avery said, Sudafed. everybody answered Sudafed, 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 Sudafed. So thank you. Uh, Derek, um, Sir Chance, uh, Uncle Steve, Avery said, I don't like the numbers. Do the sound. <laughs> what does it do? Number five. <laughs> What you mean we only doing one? If I want both, I want both. No, I said that's the one person that said that. that well, but, they, but they agree with me. <laughs> I got to go with what I got. What do you mean? This isn't a, a it's not a vote. What? what? Anyway. Um, thank you, Avery Shelton. I appreciate it. <sighs> only place I can get some love. Uh, Uncle Steve said Sudafed. Derek said Red Devil. What's a Red Devil? That's a vacuum? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Sir John says Sudafed, Mr. Madi, Black Street. Get out of here, dude. I know my music. Anyway, beat it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. Well, believe it or not, my number five story. Wisconsin lawsuit seeks new liberal-controlled Supreme Court to toss Republican-drawn maps. And all I can say about this story is when we have Republican Democrats, and then they'll sue to get Republican, and Republican will sue to change. What exactly are we changing? Are we changing it because they're Republican-drawn or because they're unfair? I don't understand. There's never really an explanation about what's going on. The lawsuit is just one of many expected on... Challenges that could force lawmakers or special commissions to draw yet another set of maps before the 2024 election. I'm tired of it. Latest challenge asks the Wisconsin Supreme Court to take the case directly rather than have it. Nope. Work it through the lower courts. 
arguing that the state legislative maps are an unconstitutional gerrymander. Notably, the lawsuit does not challenge the congressional maps. How stupid is that? So you want to win the state legislature. So you try to change the maps so that they're more democratic. But then when they're democratic, black people still won't have their own. So what are you doing? You want to change the state? Because people voted for who they voted for. There have been instances where it was all Democrat. Then what? And I got to say this publicly, and I think I said it then. Justice of the state Supreme Court, Protosavitz, I will never, ever support her on anything she'll ever do. Here's why. You're supposed to be as unbiased as possible. You're supposed to be ethical. And follow the rule of law. When you run for office and you tell people your sole job is to overturn things that you think are unfair. Instead of following the rule of law, that means not only are you prejudiced, but you're biased. And you should not be in office. And that's unfortunate. Because I remember her when she wasn't a judge. I believe she was a prosecutor and she was a decent, fair And I I hope when she goes there, she changes and realizes the importance of not just following her politics or what she personally thinks, but actually follow the rule of law. That it actually works for us when it's equitable and fair. But when you go in biased, hey, I'm going to go in and overturn um, abortion. I'm going to go overturn. And you start saying that you're telling people before you even hear the evidence or the information or the argument, how are you going to rule? I have no respect for you at all. The only way I have respect for you is as a human being. As a judge, absolutely not. And it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And what kind of havoc are you going to reap in the state of Wisconsin because you don't like something or you're using your personal Beliefs, not the rule of law and the evidence to make a decision. And you told people that up front. But here's what's going to happen. She's going to end up making decisions that benefit her and her kind. And it's going to be against black people. And then you'll see what she really meant. What she was really saying. And it's unfortunate. I, I really think it's 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 really unfortunate. Number four, a vacant lot owned by 20th, owned by, right? Like a street can own it. It's a vacant lot owned uh, near 20th and Clybourne has become a mattress and furniture graveyard. Nick Bohr had this story from WISN.com. It's just been like a bunch of trash just piling up uh, like laundry, mattresses, furniture and stuff. And it seems like it's a breeding ground for it, says Madison uh, Hosington, who lives in an apartment building next door dozens not a couple dozens of mattresses box springs chairs couches and other furniture items littered a lot mostly seem to have been discarded recently it's it's kind of like people are realizing that they can get away with it so it seems people just kind of follow the lead of it and they realize they can just dump stuff there and now it's accumulating said neighbor mark chowinski 
Growing on what neighbors say is an almost daily thing. Cheryl Williams said it brings this neighborhood down and it makes it look really, really bad. Residents say they've complained to the city of Milwaukee, not for weeks, for months, only to learn that the lot is actually, get this, owned by the city and has been for 25 years. Hoisington says recently it's getting worse. I don't know where it keeps coming from. I don't know whose lot it is. I mean, they come pick up the trash right behind it. So you think they might notice it. Neighbors feel the longer the city isn't taking action on their own property, the worse it'll get. So late last night, a spokesperson for the who? Milwaukee Department of City Development responded with an inquiry from WISN 12 News regarding the lot. He said, our team is was very recently notified of the illegal dumping at the site. Really? After 25 years, they noticed. We've notified our contractor of this matter, and they should be cleaning up the lot soon. That's it? That is what your city has come. Now, I can guarantee you, if this was on the south side of Milwaukee, we wouldn't be having this conversation. They would have already cleaned this place up. They would have already had it. Somebody called one. They called the alderman a woman, and all of a sudden, it would have been clean. But it's Milwaukee. And it's the north side. So you know what we get, right? What do we get? We get nothing. Number three. I'm going back to my story I talked about earlier. My number three story, of course, is Henrietta Lacks. Immortal Cells, there was a legal challenge, and they won. There's a settlement with the family of Henrietta Lacks um, with the biotech company Thermo Fisher Scientific, a Massachusetts-based biotech giant. So there's an undisclosed amount, but I'm pretty sure it was in the millions, and I'm happy about that. And I think that it is long, 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 long over. Number two. Wisconsin and its slate of fake electors are at the center of a new indictment of former President Trump, who's accused of organizing a conspiracy to steal the 2020 election. Uh, Ten Wisconsin Republicans signed documents agreeing to be electors for Trump, despite the outcome of the election in Wisconsin, in which Joe Biden won the state by about 21,000 votes and earned the state's 10 electoral college votes. The fake electors slate was a portion of the 84 individuals in seven states who are being scrutinized in an indictment as part of Trump's plan. Uh, Robert Spindell, Andrew Height, Kelly Rue, Carol Bruner, Scott Grabbins, Daryl Carson, Pam Travis, Mary Brewstrin, Bill Fahan, Kathy Kiernan are the people who are in the group. What did the group do? After the state Supreme Court upheld Biden's victory in Wisconsin, Democrats met at the Capitol to cast the votes. While it was happening, Republicans met at another part of the Capitol to fill out paperwork claiming Trump won and submitted their findings to Congress and National Archives, a federal judge in Wisconsin state, which did absolutely nothing. Who cares, right? He lost. Move around. Number one. Well, a Glendale police officer kind of stepped in it a lot. What? He likes the numbers, too. <laughs> Did anybody ask you? 
I had one person that said they liked it. Why are you laughing so hard? What's going on? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Numbers or sound? That's all I want to know. Just send me a text. Say numbers or sound. You don't get the text. I don't want to see your name pop. <laughs> and then he's texted. Oh my gosh! I tell you, can't trust nobody. Um, can can I can I can I can I can I have a number? Look, both of y'all text. See, I hate y'all. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Number one. A Glendale police officer. I shouldn't be laughing about this story. A Glendale police officer charged with possession of child pornography has been fired by the department, according to Chief Mark Ferguson. Jonathan W. Angle, 23, faces seven charges of possession of child pornography in Waukesha County. David Herring, the judge, issued a $5,000 cash bond for which Angle paid and was released. According to the criminal complaint, Angle uploaded an image of apparent child pornography on Reddit under the username RickySlick698. Investigators were able to use the IP address for the username to connect it to a home in Pewaukee where Angle lived. And the investigators also connected his personal email address and the Reddit username through matching the three numbers at the end of both. In an interview with police, Angle said he watched porn daily and that he had a porn addiction. He went on to tell investigators he would seek out rape videos. And while seeking those videos, I would occasionally click links containing child pornography. Angle told police when he did see these pictures, he'd exit out of the browser and delete the app. He also told investigators he would talk to girls that told him they were 18, but later found they were 16. Angle said, obviously, I sent it to somebody, and that's why I'm here. Like I said, you guys don't just... Don't arrest people for no blanking reason. Investigators found six images of child pornography on a cell phone, according to the criminal complaint. And in a statement, Ferguson Glendale's police chief said uh, they were notified by Waukesha County Sheriff's Office that they arrested Angle on July 31st. The department fired him the same day. All I can say about the issue, hey, dude, good riddance. They do build jails just for you. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line said numbers. Okay. <laughs> so it's one and one. So I still get to make the choice. Hey, Truth Nation, we want to celebrate the survivors of breast cancer. You just heard it. We highlight stories of fighting and thriving through these diagnoses. And so I want you to visit 1017 The Truth YouTube page. Watch the interview in its entirety. You just heard it with Carrie Noni interviewing our beloved general manager, Sheree Harris, as she 
describes how she thrived through her diagnosis. So to celebrate her journey for a limited time only, we're selling specialty 1017 The Truth shirts. Go to 1017thetruth.com right now. Purchase your limited edition Thrive Through shirt. All proceeds go to support Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. Again, support the effort. We ask you, I'm asking you, Truth Nation, go to 1017thetruth.com, purchase a shirt. It's a limited edition Truth shirt and support the fight against breast cancer. Also, Black-Owned Business Give Back is back, so we have also teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black-owned businesses each quarter of 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. All one word. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure right here on 1017 The Truth. For official contest rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank member, FDIC. And if you want to join us for our free and open to the public Truth Family Fest on Saturday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., you have to come over to the Riverside University High School in the city of Milwaukee. We're bringing the community together for a free family fest that has, I think, something for everybody. Live music, free haircuts, food, uh, healthcare resources, financial education resources, free giveaways. Can't wait to see you Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at our Truth Family Fest. Truth Family Fest is sponsored by Ascension Wisconsin Educators Credit Union, Hunger Task Force, and Associated Bank member FDIC. So there. You was asking me some questions earlier, I think. Um, on, <laughs> I don't know if I'm 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 try not to say it, but you were talking about Lizzo, and I'm 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 a try. Now, what was yeah, she? You might she, as well say it. <laughs> well, I'm, I I got nothing. I got nothing. So you was asking me what I thought about. Th- Tell tell the story. Okay, so basically Lizzo, if anyone doesn't know about the story, basically Lizzo was with her dancers, backup dancers in Amsterdam for one of her tours or concerts. And part of the, they, the dancers have uh, since then put out a lawsuit against her for sexual harassment and um, I think abuse of some kind or like verbal abuse. Physical abuse. There it is, yep. So one of the part part of the story of the lawsuit is that they went to a club in Amsterdam on the red light district, which is a, a, a street for prostitution, legal prostitution. And they were at a club and apparently she was kind of like coaxing them or um, encouraging them to do a sexual act. So with, she was pushing up on them. Is that what I'm hearing? Th- that. And then she, was push- <laughs> <laughs> that, and she was trying to get them to push up on somebody some else the performers there by having them touch genitalia on other naked people. I won't say it on the air, but okay. doing some other illicit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my question was to you is just like you said, well, I won't say what you said, but. Oh, I'll say. What it. are your thoughts on all of this? Well, first of all, <clears throat> is Lizzo that big that that I mean, that I when I saw Lizzo, I didn't see the big deal. I didn't. 
You know, we're triumphing people, you know, fat shaming, stuff like that. I get it, right? That's bad. But I'm not, she can play a flute. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't like her music. I'm, I'm not a fan. She's a good musician. I'm just not into that. <clears throat> and so people talk about, oh, she's obese. So what? Most of America is obese. If you're 25 pounds or more higher or 20, whatever it is, more weight than you should be, even though you may not look obese, you're obese medically. So I'm, is that like a thing? Because, I mean, if you are, I've seen some women that were obese that carried themselves in such a way where they were beautiful. So that's, for me, that's not it. What are you, what are you shocked for? Are you saying that, like, she's not beautiful just because she's a, you can tell that she's No, obese? that's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying that women can be beautiful regardless of their size, regardless of who they are. Okay. Period. But a person has a right to prefer or not prefer something. So you can't scream at people because if they don't like large women that, you know, there's something wrong with you. Well, no, there's not because you have preferences too. We all have choices and preferences and that's it. Now, you don't have to belittle people or talk about them, but I hear the same thing. It's, it's weird. You could talk about skinny women, but you can't talk about fat women. Like, what is that? It, that's just weird to me. That it, is true. That's kind of, is, is pretty odd. But I mean, I feel like. But you a- don't think skinny women feel bad for calling them skinny? Yeah. Oh my God, girl, you need to put some meat on your bones. You know, like, right? Mm-hmm. That's also valid. Like, I would say the same. I feel like it depends on how you say it, but I feel like there are more, as you said, like there are more obese people in the, in the United States than there are right. skinnier people. And in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Who cares? That's a personal thing on you. If you don't want to work out or, or, God forbid you have a medical condition that causes you to have to be overweight. You might be on steroids and it causes you to pick up weight. Like all those things. And and instead of people thinking about it, they just go, oh, you're not beautiful or you're not pretty because you don't look like what I think you should look like. I think this country has done a poor. Oh, that's not the word I was going to say. A poor job at making people feel okay to be who they are. So Lizzo is cool, but I don't know if you should go out and, and, you know, be all that because and your ego kicks in and that's ridiculous. That's why I'm not going to see Barbie. Barbie represents what people should look we- like. I've never seen an obese Barbie. I've never seen Barbie has put women, this is my opinion, on a place where that's how you have to look. Blonde hair, blue eyes, thin um, hourglass figure and if you don't look like this and I watch people every day go work out every day and bring on my god you're 65 70 years old when will it end but we, we just have this society that just causes people to but that's the point too because I feel like when we have an image of a Barbie then it's less likely for us to tease people or, or bully not all people but oh. most people who are skinny versus being big because our image is okay we want to look like barbie that's like the ideal i guess but then you have a lizzo it's i mean not to me no but when you have lizzo's it's like okay i can pick at you because you don't fit the societal norm if you are skinny or or skinnier than barbie you're still within this range of right acceptable right you know standards so i think it's why there is so much hate when it comes to people who are bigger but then again we live in a, a country that has people who are more leaning towards lizzo's size than they are towards Smaller than Barbie size or Barbie size. I don't know if I call it hate. That takes a lot of energy. 
to hate somebody who's bigger than you, who could literally sit on you and kill you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Say that to the people in her comments. You know what I'm saying? Like, you may not want to fight that person. I'm just saying. They're like 6'4", 250. You're like 130, dripping wet. They might just, like, accidentally bend over and kill you. So, you know, I'm just saying. But the issue was the girls that were arguing with Lizzo were her size. They were her backup singers, which I thought was odd. That So you're going to sit here and fat shame two large women and you're large? That's just... That's think, that's a person that doesn't have good self-awareness. Right. <laughs> do you think the bully, do you think a bully, person who's been bullied their lives can become the bully? I think that always happens. Yeah? But I don't, I don't, I don't, personally, I don't know if bullying is as bad as we've made it. I think we now have people who are softer and have not worked through the mental acumen it takes to overcome being bullied and develop self-esteem where they don't really care. But I was bullied a lot growing up. I mean, significantly beat up, stuff stolen, all that. But it didn't make me become a cop. It made me learn how to stand up for myself and be forward-thinking and use that as fuel. And many of the things that I've had and, and are successful about today is because somebody did something and I said, huh, okay, watch this. And I did it. And so it's been fuel for me because I'm at a point where I will never let another person make me feel different or hurt because you said something to me. Like I'm, I'm just immune of all the crap that's happened to me. I'm just immune. And I guess what it is, is, you know, when you get, you know, once you've been shot at a lot of stuff is just not that deep, you know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, when your life's been threatened, kind of go and so over time you develop that 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 hardness that thickness where you can as they say have a internal locus of control that whatever happens to me i can fix it so in regard to lizzo sorry she's on the other side (laughs) it's everybody else in life you know it's your fault that i'm this way you didn't do this if you don't do that and most bullies are like that if you don't do that you know, she actually told them if they didn't do this, they were fired. And so my thing is, if you actually did it, you're an idiot. That's on you. I would never want something so bad that I would do something that I would never do because I want that. I would be like, mm, nah, that's okay. I just won't be here. I'm out. Right? I'm just saying. Is it really that important? No. I can't think of anything else. other than saving my family's life. There's not much I can do. And even then, depend on how they made. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> they made me mad. Forget her. Ah. But but at, at some point, you have to be responsible for you. And so Lizzo's going to get her comeuppance. And if she's found guilty, she'll probably pay a lot of money. Do her records, does she make a lot of money? I, I think she makes, she's got Yitty, which is her like clothing brand. So she makes money. Mm. She's got like her own little endeavors. Mm. She's Grammy non- nominated and she does, she does all right, I think. Mm. I'm just not a fan. Like Lizzo. Eh. Whatever. You know what I'm going to do today? Stop talking about Lizzo. 
More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Bob, you are on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? Hello, Dr. Ken. I just want to be elaborate. There is a lot of big people on this earth. And <laughs> I mean, in our, it's just the way you said country. it. Well, it is, and I and I know there's a nice, you have a nice heart inside, does not reflect, I mean, it, 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 it's a positive thing, so you can't judge them by a person's weight. And I just want to also say, Dr. Kent, you are actually, has transformed yourself from a Chicago to an actual Milwaukee. How have you transferred yourself? How's that? By saying soda instead of pop. That is a natural characteristic. It, it confirms that you are a, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. You know, you're Milwaukee. Actually, just, you know. actually growing up, I called it soda pop. <laughs> actually growing and up, that's the name soda of- pop. Yeah, and that's the name on the can. I don't know why we say pop, but I do. And you say soda. Just you say soda, I like say I, pop. Soda, pop, soda, pop. That's how That's how low went. this show has gone today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, doctor. You take care. All right, bye. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Bob. From Illinois. 833-212-1017 is the number. Mr. D say, I got six on it. Dude, what are you doing? Are you up on a roof? You have like altitude poisoning or something. Come down. Get on the ladder and come back down to earth. Come on. Come on. So I saw this story and I heard about it and I kind of freaked out when I heard it and I had to look it up. And I don't know if it's something I would ever do. Um, I think it's just another reason for women to get mad at men. Designer babies. Not designer clothes for babies. Actual designer babies. Babies that have been genetically modified to produce a child with specific traits. In some cases, unfavorable characteristics or bad traits like genetic diseases may be removed. Favorable traits like intelligence or strength might be. Can you imagine the earth with all smart people? Know-it-alls everywhere. I I would say we should <laughs> we should take the genetic marker that if you give somebody intelligence they have to be ugly and they have to be fat like you like you only get one out of three right so you could choose to be 
absolutely drop dead beautiful, dumb as a box of rocks. And three lips, right? You got to be ugly. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But you you don't you don't get all three. This is terrible. While it might seem like it's straight out of science fiction, designer children are becoming a reality and are so abounding questions that talks about how the process works. I got some ethical questions, of course. How do you create them? They use advanced in vitro fertilization. And I'm part and parcel of the designer baby discussion is ethics. There's going to be ongoing ethical debate about whether it's okay to actively edit generic genetic traits and more importantly how to do so responsibly how do you responsibly change somebody and give them an iq of 172 guidance and regulations should be the cornerstones of any work in this field without a doubt to that end if allowed says dr john zhang medical director and ceo of new hope fertility center The ability to speed this up and remove unwanted defects in humans is important. I'm in full support of this work, of course, because he gets paid for medical necessity and use. But understand that this is controversial and ethically we need to gauge the public sentiment. What would be medically necessary if your child is born with uh, cerebral palsy? If your child is born with a genetic mutation that causes something bad for them or not to have the quality of life? that a human being deserves, I can see it. As to whether parents have a right to prenatal autonomy, it depends largely on things like um, what it's used for. Preventing and curing diseases has a different ethical connotation than choosing a baby's gender, eye color, and propensity toward athleticism or intelligence. Now we're building super soldiers (laughs) as children. Ethical debate around designer babies will continue to deal with genetic modification itself as well as when and how it's appropriate. Here's what I say. There. What happened to, oh, my God, it's a boy. It's a girl. What happened to that? What happened to being surprised? My issue before we go to break is I've seen people but know the gender of their baby and then they lost the baby and had to live with having had a baby shower with either all boy stuff or all girl stuff. And that's, that is that ter- one that terrifies me Two, That's unfortunate. And how do you get through that? Surprise. Be surprised. I think you should love your kid no matter what the genetic defect is, no matter what happens, no no matter what. That's your child and you take care of it. But the fact that you could, I mean, genetics, I, I get. But when you start choosing eye color, hair color, Blonde, brunette, 
And my question is this. What do you do? Ooh, I probably shouldn't say that. What if you're black and you decide you want a lighter baby? Because you think lighter skin brown is like when you get into all the colorism. That's a problem. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Before we get out of here, I wanted to go back to a study I saw, and I talked about it briefly, but I never really jumped into it from the Pew Research um, that talked about, well, basically generation gaps in views on race. And so there was an article that the Pew Research Center released, and this is from January of 2019, but I thought it was appropriate to look at in today's environment with the elections coming up and all the things that are happening with Donald Trump and Democrats in the state of Wisconsin. And so younger generations have a different perspective than their older counterparts on the treatment of blacks in the United States. Two-thirds of Gen Z, 66%, and 62% of millennials say blacks are treated less fairly than whites in the U.S. Fewer Gen Xers, 53%, boomers, 49%. Silent generation, 44%. Roughly half of silent generation, 44%, say both races are treated about equally compared with just 28% among Generation Z. The patterns are similar after controlling for race. Younger generations of white Americans are far more likely than whites in older generations to say that black people are not receiving fair treatment. Younger generations also have a different viewpoint on the issue of NFL players kneeling during the national anthem as a protest. Majority among Gen Z, 61%. Millennial generation, 62% approve of the protests. Uh, Smaller shares of Gen Xers, 44%, and baby boomers, 37% favor the actions. Members of the silent generation disapprove of protests by more than two-thirds. I'm sorry, more than two to one, 68% disapprove and 29% approve. Gen Zers and millennials share similar views about racial and ethnic change in the country. Roughly six in 10 from each generation say increased racial and ethnic diversity is a good thing for our society. Gen Xers are somewhat less to agree. 52% say it's a good thing, and older generations are even less likely to view this 
positively. Younger Republicans stand out in this regard. Half of Gen Z Republicans, 51%, now get this, say increased racial and ethnic diversity is a good thing for the country. This compares with 38% of millennials, 34% of Gen X, 30% of boomers, and 28% of the silent generation and Republicans. And so among Democrats, of course, there's widespread agreement across generations. What does that tell you? That tells you that this country is changing. I believe the problem is actually social media, where they talk about they're okay getting their news from social media as if they don't understand that information that's on social media. While it's convenient, it's not accurate. And so their um, choices of social media reflecting what they think is based on the fact that they simply agree with it. And that doesn't make something accurate or precise or even really um, bona fide, really. And so one of the, one of the, of one of the effects that I see is in journalism school where we're putting out journalists that don't have a clear understanding of a source that's legitimate and a source because somebody told them. Because you can always find 10 people that agree with you. That doesn't make it right. They just agree. And so I've seen in the past five, 10 years, journalists that tend to stop when they find something that agree that they agree with. Oh, well, it must be right because I agree to. Instead of being unbiased as possible and working from the middle. Most generations are indifferent about cohabitation, but some are more negative when they view single motherhood. Interesting. So if you, if you get a chance, hit Google Pew Research Center and check out this study. Um, I think it's great. I think, I, think it, I think it paints a clear understanding of what younger generations believe is important and show, especially with social media, how they understand it and so how, how they're, they tend to be taken advantage of because of what they believe and what they understand it to be. And some of the information is disinformation. If you go back to the 1920s, the 1930s, as communism was coming into vogue and as socialism and what would you call Germany? Anyway, um, it wasn't communism. It was a form of socialism. But they figured out one of the ways to turn people and to destroy people is from the inside. And if you think about it from a human point of view, or if you think about it from a country, the way the Soviet Union was broke up and became Russia was internal. Germany, internal. If you get a person drunk or on drugs and destroy them from the inside out, you ruin their life. 
And I think those are some of the things we have to be careful of. So when we look at social media, it's tending to destroy this country from the inside at every level. I think we got to be careful of that. Check out this Pew Research Center. I think it's great. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. He'll be ringing it around. I think I come back around 4 o'clock in the morning, and then I'm out. And those midday folks will be coming up at 5 a.m. And then, or was it 6 a.m.? Or is it 9 a.m.? Or is it? Anyway, they'll be up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and then you can check out little old DT and Telly at 7 a.m. And be back another day. I'm your host, again, Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm out.